Welcome to the Fully Engaged Fitness Podcast, where you'll be hearing from the top fitness experts from the engaged personal training community of businesses. These include client interviews and success stories, insights and tips from our top fitness experts, and the unique approach that we bring to our clients that have helped transform thousands of lives over the last 10 years in business. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast so that you can be the first one in the know. Now let's get into this episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Coach Nick coming to you from Gage Strength Training, our OG location based out here in uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Guys, uh, I'm excited to bring some good content for you today. Um, One of the things that we talk a lot about here or the questions that I get asked a lot, uh, whether it's in person or, you know, just out anywhere is people often want to know what is really an ideal workout week or really like, you know, how many days a week should I be working out? You know, what kind of workouts would you do or would you recommend? What type of things should I be doing during my workouts, right? (laughs) So we're going to kind of touch on realistically, maybe what a, a really good or an ideal workout week would look like and kind of how that can differentiate, right? So obviously there's going to be a lot of different factors that come into play when we talk about what the ideal week is, right? Because everybody's a little bit different. So people will say like, you know, well, well, how many days should I be working out? And the answer, you know, is, well, that depends, right? I know people who work out seven days a week. I know people who work out three days a week. I know people who work out anywhere in between, right? And they get results, okay? So a couple things to consider when we're looking at what should a training week look like? First and foremost, what is your goal, right? What are you trying to accomplish, right? That's the first thing that we look at anytime we're trying to build out a a workout plan or really try to figure out anything where we're going to get results is what is that result that we're trying to achieve, right? Then we would look at, all right, what is our kind of past history with exercise? Because just like with anything, if you have some sort of history with it, if you have a little bit of experience you might be able to have a a little bit higher of a tolerance or you might be more inclined um, to kind of expose yourself a little bit more to that kind of training stimulus, right? So for example, if you have somebody who started working out when they were a kid, when they were a teenager, uh, they might be the people if they never stopped that you would see that say, yeah, you know, I I typically work out five, five to seven days a week. Now, when they say that, okay, the question is, what are they doing? And everybody kind of has a different approach to how they do things. So if you're somebody that has been working out a lot, if this is something that you really uh, is part of your day-to-day lifestyle and you're working out five to seven days a week, awesome, right? If your energy levels feel really good, if you feel like you're getting results, if you feel like uh, you're not missing out on the things that are important to you and that you have good balance in your life, working out five to seven days a week, that is awesome. Uh, personally, sometimes I, you know, when I'm on a good tear, I love getting five, five to six days. And usually uh, a, a seventh day for me is, is definitely going to be a, a, some sort of rest, but we will, we'll kind of touch on that. Um, this is something I've been doing my whole life. Whereas somebody who may be new to fitness, right? Starting out with maybe two to three days a week, ideally three days is a really good, good uh, foundational point to kind of begin that that fitness journey, right? 
So we want to start with how the body is going to react and how we initially might be feeling based on our past experience. Uh, Anybody who, even if you've worked out a ton, right? Anybody who has, say, taken three weeks off after working out for God knows what, six years, you take three or four weeks off, that first week back, you're going to feel it, right? So if we were to take that kind of thought process and or that feeling and say, well, if you've never worked out and you're 36 years old, your first few workouts might seem like a little bit uh, taxing on the body, right? Because we are, in fact, breaking down muscle tissue. We are putting the body under stress. We are stressing the nervous system. Anytime we do that, we want to make sure that we gradually increase the intensity or gradually increase what we would call volume, our training volume, all right? So say you're already working out three days a week and you're looking to bump it up, awesome, awesome. We would look to try to figure out ways that we can increase that training volume and maybe try to diversify that stuff, right? So as we look at that stuff, we we can really kind of say, all right, depending on how I want to approach this, what am I looking to get out of it, right? What am I looking to get out of it and, and how do I want to feel? I know for me personally growing up, right, there was this kind of conception around fitness and strength that, you know, more is better and, you know, eat, sleep, play hockey, eat, sleep, lift weights, man. Like if you're not crushing yourself, you know, what are you even doing? If you can, if you can walk up the steps, did you even do leg day, bro? Right. And that was honestly a mentality that uh, some of us really went by. And to a degree, right, there are, are, are certain times where it's good to push those limits, but that's really not a functional and, and long-term health approach, right? And when we talk about what is the perfect week, what we're really talking about is for everyday people, for people who have lives with jobs and other people in them and stuff they like to do that requires you to be able to walk up and down steps and or just function without making all sorts of odd noises and then having to tell people, oh, yeah, sorry, man, I was, Jim killed me this week. I can barely even stand up, right? Like, that's not, that's not functional for most people, okay? That's not kind of the approach that most people want to live their lives by. So with that in mind, what is a good volume? And the truth is, for most people, for the majority of people, Three to four days a week can be plenty. If you can get to that fifth day, that's awesome, right? But what we want to do is try to make sure that we're really differentiating how we approach each kind, each day, right? We want to make sure that our rest time is really um, providing us with the proper amount of recovery. And in our previous podcast, I talked about different approaches to rest time in between sets and rest days kind of on the back end of your workouts. If you didn't get a chance to check that one out, please do so, right? Because we talk about this a little bit. So say, for example, right, if you're doing a three days a week, right, maybe you want to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? If you're only doing three days, which is reasonable, I think for most people, we can get three full days of exercise in. And the way that we do things at Gage Strength Training and what I personally have uh, really grown into as I've stepped away from kind of the sport performance realm, but even for athletic performance and overall functionality, full body splits have really good results, right? 
So I know for me personally and for a lot of people around my age in their 30s and 40s, we grew up with what what people call either the bro split, which is more of a bodybuilding approach where we would break it down by, by body parts, right? Because we're trying to get as much volume into that body part as possible so we can really try and build up muscle and build up strength. And then the next day we would do another body part, right? That is an option. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with bodybuilding. There's nothing wrong with powerlifting, right? There's different ways to approach your training. Again, what we're talking about is for most people, for most people, a full body split, which would be typically three days of strength training, is a really, really good balanced approach to your weightlifting, okay? If you're going to do nothing else, we would recommend or I would recommend Based on the results that we've seen with clients and hundreds and hundreds of clients and the research is three days of a full body lift consisting of 40 to 60 minutes of strength training is really beneficial for increasing muscle strength, for increasing mobility, overall functionality, and, and increasing uh, positive hormone response and overall life function, right? With full body splits, some of the, the, the best stories I've ever gotten, you know, when getting people into this and increasing their volume is just that their day-to-day is better. They're doing things more efficiently and more effectively with less pain. Now, can you get that with a full body or with a, a body part splits as well or something like a push-pull workout? Absolutely, right? Strength training in general is going to help you in the overall uh, functionality of your life. I, I it, Honestly, I, I've said this a million times. I'll say it as many times as I can, is that strength training is the ultimate life hack, right? Is the ultimate life hack. Whether you're young, whether you are a parent, whether you are getting older, it is unanimously beneficial, right? So even if we're doing three days, we are really applying some really good stimulus, right? So once we kind of build that into the routine and we're saying, okay, look, I... I have made three days a part of my my daily or my weekly routine. Okay, I work out three days a week. I'm hitting my strength training. Once you've reached that point, we can start introducing a little bit more. If you feel happy and content and you're already doing that and you're looking to try to add extra stuff in, awesome. Let's do it. Let's do that, right? Adding that fourth or that fifth day, right? So now people start to ask, okay, well, if I'm doing three days of strength training, well, what about cardio? And this is where we really start to kind of look at this uh, at a, at, as a little bit more of a, as the whole picture, right? Because if you were only going to do one thing, right? Obviously, do something. Something is better than nothing. If you had to choose or I had to choose if I was going to say, hey, listen, you either have to go run on a treadmill or go run outside or do strength training. And you're only going to do one of those things. I would say strength training. I'm sure people will disagree with me, but I know that majority of strength coaches and when you look at how muscle kind of breaks down over the long term, strength training and resistance training is what is going to help you with that muscle loss that occurs as we get older and is going to allow us to continue to move with strength and move with confidence, right? Including uh, reducing instances of injury. Right, injuries through through fall as we get older, or just being more resilient to uh, life and the and the happenstances that happen. So, adding those three strength training days in, starting with that three. Right, if I could 
give you the ideal and we could say, all right, now we're going to, we're going to bump this up, right? We've, we've done these three, we're going to bump to five. So now we got these two days. We've talked about, again, cardio. Cardio is obviously a very important part of our training regimen, okay? So we want cardiac health. Cardio, cardiac health. This is more for our heart, whereas your resistance training is going to be a little bit more geared towards your overall, you know, body function and the way that the body moves and elicits its response, However, anybody who has ever done um, strength training sets of 10 to 15, right, or more, or done time sets or hit sets, I'm sure that you could attest to the fact that your heart is pumping. You are getting a solid bit of that cardiac response, right? So strength training can have significant cardio benefits. However, running is not going to give you strength benefits or riding a bike. Well, I won't say riding a bike. Riding a bike can get your legs stronger. Running is going to get your legs stronger. But overall, they are not designed to increase strength, okay? There's different ways to look at it. Obviously, sprinting and depending on the level of intensity of the exercise, that can kind of change or that can defer a little bit. But we're talking kind of traditional, you know, steady state cardio versus strength training, okay? There is absolutely... Absolutely a place for that steady state and or that cardio uh, approach. And I would highly recommend that as you continue your fitness journey, that you start to incorporate that stuff into your workouts, okay? As we build up, one of the best ways that I could explain it for people is if you had an option and you could do whatever you wanted with your strength routine, the perfect split or the perfect approach from our approach in my eyes is Three days of strength training and two days of something that's going to improve that cardiac output, right? So, for example, if your week looks something like a Monday, hard strength session. Tuesday, you could come back and either if you liked running, go for a run. Uh, At Gage, we offer uh, a large group style training class, which tends to be a little bit more on the metabolic conditioning sort of side, right? A little bit more of that cardio output. We still use a lot of weights, But we also use ropes, we use uh, assault bikes, we use rowers, we use sleds, things that are a little bit different that are going to work the body and the energy systems a little bit differently. You're going to get a little bit more of that lightweight and a little bit less um, rest time, a little less strength work, a little bit more of that cardiac work. So say we were doing that, we would do a one strength day on that Monday. Tuesday, you might come in and do a large group, right? You might decide you want to go for a bike ride. Awesome. Some people prefer to then say, all right, well, Wednesday, I'm going to take a rest day. Great. Other people will come back and do another strength training day. For me personally, if I know I'm going to work out five days, it might be nice to get a rest day somewhere in the middle of the week. Uh, For other people, they prefer to get a rest day at the end of the week, right? So we could say Wednesday could be a rest day. Then we would come back and we would do another strength day on Thursday, right? Then we could do a Another form of cardio output, some sort of uh, enjoyable movement on Friday. And then that last day of strength would be Saturday, right? Sunday could be a full stop, full rest day. I know a lot of people need their Sundays. They need that to kind of recoup, uh, recharge the batteries, uh, and and obviously do things around the house, do family things, uh, and, and just take that day for themselves, right? So... What's a perfect week, right? 
Perfect week is what works best for you. Kind of mentioned this in the beginning. If you're doing five days and you feel exhausted after doing five days of working out, maybe that's not the right volume at the moment. And or maybe we're doing other things outside of the gym that are causing us to be fatigued. But ultimately, the body only has so much bandwidth. The nervous system only has so much bandwidth. Your workout week can change depending on how your body's feeling, right? If you're doing three to four days a week and it feels great, stick with it, right? The goal would be to make sure that we're still getting those three days of strength and or um, some other sort of of movement in, right? (laughs) What's important about all this is most people, not most people, but a lot of people, we, we, we discuss the idea of like, what, what should my workout intensity be? Okay. Like if I wanted to do five days, I don't know that it's reasonable to go as hard as possible all five days. Right. Just like, uh, you know, you can't take a car and just drive and race it all the time. You're going to strip the tires. You're going to end up putting so much tension on the engine. There's going to be some things that are going to need to be worked on and we're going to need some recovery. Right. So the harder you work out, oftentimes the more recovery we need, which is really, really important. Right. So in that workout, one of the things or in that perfect week, something that is crucial to making sure that you're going to stick to the routine is having fun in your workouts, okay? Do you enjoy what you're doing? If you enjoy your workouts, whether it's the fact that you just like lifting or you just like exercising, you're going to be more inclined to participate, right? So exercise isn't inherently exciting. It's not uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, it's just, it's something that they do. I personally love it. I know that there's plenty of people who, uh, it's just something that they enjoy doing, but for others, it's not right. So how can we continue to make that workout fun or how can we make the, the weeks enjoyable? And there's different ways to look at that, right? For former athletes or for people who kind of grew up in a sport, sport environment, When we talk about those extra days, right, if we're lifting three days, when we talk about those extra days, getting involved in some sort of like sport or some sort of extracurricular activity uh, is something that I would highly, highly recommend, right? You don't have to go out there and, and try to compete at the highest level, but you know, men's or women's leagues where you can compete with a a team. Uh, If that's something you've done in the past is incredibly fulfilling, right? You're working a lot of different things there. When we're talking about coordination, we're talking about, um, you know, plyometric ability, depending on what the sport is. If you're playing soccer or running, you have different opportunities to work your body in ways that it might not be necessarily used to or things that we haven't done. All right. Now, obviously, (laughs) All of this is really contingent upon how your body's feeling and, and how do you feel in terms of your overall health, right? Because that is the key indicator of is this recipe working? We talked about being tired, but if you're in pain all the time, who the hell wants to live like that, right? Nobody, nobody wants to live like that. So that is the wrong prescription. Now, if you do something like a martial art or you kind of get involved with that, sometimes being sore and beating up, being beat up a little bit is part of the deal. But that only, you know, reiterates and, and compounds the importance of your strength training. Okay. If you're going to do and play one of those sports, the strength training 
Whether you're horseback riding, playing soccer, or playing softball, strength training is going to provide you with the resilience, okay, and, and control and strength to be able to do those things and minimize your injury uh, risk, right? So it all comes back to how much resistance training are we getting in? How much do we feel like we are balancing that volume, right? When we talk about the idea that cardio versus strength and, and, and how they kind of play into each other, it is a balance between both, right? We need to improve our cardiac strength when we, as we get older. And, and I mean, even in, when we're younger, we need to make sure that our cardio and our cardiac strength is there for long-term health. But we also need to make sure that we're not neglecting our strength. It seems like a, you know, there's a there's a, a, a kind of pull between what's too much cardio, what's too much strength. It's about balance, right? And as I said earlier, if you had to choose or if I had to choose, we would lean more towards the resistance training side, right? There's tons of other ways and tons of different ways to approach it and, and kind of figure out what works best for you. I always go back to if you're not sure, right, hire a coach. For a lot of people or the people that are listening here, if you guys are currently members at Gage, if you're working out at another gym, right, your coach should be able to help you figure out what the perfect training volume is for you and what the perfect training week looks like. If you want to get to your goals and you're really gung-ho about getting there, consider what you're doing on those days when you're not working out. Right? If you're only doing three days, but you have a really strong fat loss goal, I'm not saying you need to add two or three more days into your strength training routine, but adding something else is going to help you get to that goal faster. Right? If you're trying to add more muscle on, then maybe, maybe adding another day of strength training or resistance training is a good idea. Right, And adding that fourth or fifth day and might be something that's really beneficial for you if you're trying to increase muscle mass or muscle size, right? Or if you're really wanting to try to kick up that fast loss phase, add that stuff in, but making sure that you still feel as though your level of functionality is there, that you're not getting beat up at the end of the week, that you're able to participate in the other aspects of life, right? One thing that we see with young people sometimes or that I know is that people will go so hard so often, whether it's in the gym or just overall, that their social life is non-existent, right? If you're too tired after your workouts to even want to do anything at all, maybe it's too much, right? Maybe we're doing too much and maybe we need to find that balance, right? So when we really try to, to, to nail it down, I would love to see people move five days a week, if not more. If you can move seven days, that's great. But consider what movement means. Three days of strength training, awesome. A day of maybe some high-intensity exercise to really kick that cardio up, going for a long walk or a bike ride, and then on another day, just taking a calm walk, just getting outside and moving and or maybe doing some stretching, doing some yoga, doing something that's very low-intensity but allows the body to keep its blood flow, right? It allows our body to continue to move in these ranges of motion that are very human to us. We are not sedentary creatures. As much as some people would like to believe it, we are not sedentary creatures, right? The more we move, the better we'll feel. Movement is medicine. We'll say it over and over again. Movement is medicine, right? So, Guys, I hope that some of this was beneficial for you. I know uh, sometimes I tend to go off on thought tangents and I try to keep myself uh, dialed in here for you guys. 
to make sure that we're covering good stuff, right? But we just want to continue to uh, focus on the overall intensity and the way that we treat our training regimen as, as medicine, right? And knowing that there is such thing as too much of a good thing, but not enough is really going to uh, make it more difficult for us to achieve our goals. So find a coach, guys. If you're working with me or the coaches at Gage or Engage, please spend time to talk with them and help figure out what your goals are and how we're going to be able to move you towards them, right? We will help you our very best we can to find your uh, most ideal week for you and continue to keep you moving towards the end game here. So guys, as always, uh, I appreciate you tuning in uh, and listening to me uh, rapidly, guys, for, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And I really look forward to uh, sharing more information with you guys. Thank you very much.